going. We're going. Okay. We're going. Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Dudes Talking Motorcycles podcast. My name is Mitch. And my name is Gleb. And today we are talking about motorcycles. Wow, no way. (laughs) I am shocked. I know, right? Uh, But before we get into the topic, be sure to follow us on social media. You can follow the podcast at TDT Motorcycles on Instagram. And uh, you can follow me at Glub Lapham on Instagram and TikTok. And I am uh, Meech to the Beach on Instagram. That's pretty much all I have now. But yeah, so. Cool. So be sure to follow us and be sure to email us uh, your topics, feedback, suggestions, etc. at TDT Motorcycles at gmail.com. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> Is that right? TDT, TDT Motorcycles at at gmail.com yeah yeah okay yeah that's, okay yeah. i don't know why i forgot for a second <laughs> okay and today we are talking about cf moto because we got a chance to ride a couple of their bikes we rode two bikes each each of us rode different ones uh because they were kind of doing a demo tour and the local dealers here are starting to get them so we thought it'd be a good idea to check them out because we've talked about them on the podcast here before and we always thought that you know with their lower entry, lower level price point, they're kind of a good, um, a, a good first bike or like a potential first bike to get because of their low cost of entry. Yeah. But we never rode one until a couple of weeks ago. So we figured, you know, since we've talked about them on here before, it would be a good idea for us to go and ride them, which we finally did. So now we have some better idea of CF Moto. And what they're all about. For those of you that aren't familiar, CF Moto is a Chinese motorcycle brand, mm-hmm. and they are partnered with KTM. Um, I think that's their. Yeah, <clears throat> I actually didn't know that till you found that out. So oh, that was, okay, yeah, that was actually really cool to hear. So yeah, so, so they're a partner at KTM. They manufacture some of KTM's bikes in their factory in China, and then through KTM's like network, I guess they're kind of making their way here. Yeah, into the United States. Uh, but it's a Chinese brand, and. Their motorcycles, I mean, they cover the full, I mean, pretty much the standard range. Yeah, I think the only thing they don't have is like a cruiser and a dirt bike. Yeah, so yeah, I think so. <laughs> but they got anywhere from naked bikes, sports bikes, adventure bikes, uh, adventure tor- bikes sport touring, sport touring yeah. bikes. Um, so all of that stuff at a fairly low price point relative to a lot of other manufacturers, especially the European manufacturers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we just had to go try those out, and they were... We have some thoughts on them. So, we you do know. have some thoughts. And um, really quick, though, I, just to throw it out there like while we're talking about it. So at the time of us recording this, or a few days earlier, uh, one of our listeners, David, uh, he let us know he actually got one of these CF Moto bikes, the uh, 450 SS. So I'd, I'm curious to uh, know what he has to say after riding it for a little bit and oh, everything yeah. from there. So thanks for letting us know, David, and thanks for sharing the pictures. And too. if hopefully you're listening to this episode as well, we would love to hear a follow-up email from you uh, once you've had it for like a couple of months, maybe like three months, put some miles on it. Yeah. Let us know what uh, let us know what you think. There's a mosquito right by my face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hopefully you didn't hear that on the mic. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think of the bike because mm-hmm. we're curious because we only got a short little ride on them and it was a yeah. group ride. So our experience is very limited. And but, we only got to try two each. Yeah, yeah we only got so. to try two each. Uh, would you like to start with yours? Yeah, I can go into it. Um, should I be happy or, sh- or should I go for, or sh- yeah, should I go for like the one I liked or the one that I wasn't the biggest fan of first? Let's go with the bad news out of the way first yeah, and then work knock, into the knock one that, that one out of the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the 
it was actually the second bike I rode that day. Um, I got to ride the 650 Adventura. Um, it's a sport tour. I think we have a picture of it. Um, oh yes, on there. Let me pull it up. Um, I, yep, yeah, there's this one, and here's just their oh yeah, their press awful. photo as yeah. well. So. Um, you know, not necessarily a bad looking bike by any means. Um, one really nice, cool thing about that bike is that it comes with the panniers. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and not only that, but it's a 650, um, uh, engine in there. Um, uh, yeah, panniers included slipper clutch, um, adjustable front suspension, upside down suspension forks on there. Um, and dual disc brakes. So it's, it's a, it's got some package to it. Like yeah. and as rider modes and everything like that on there. Um, all for, um, less than $7,000. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. You're especially getting, yeah, considering all the stuff it comes with. Yeah. You know, so it was, so on paper and as a package, it, it looked, it looked like a good, a good time. Um, the seat was a little more comfortable than the other ones. <laughs> so, um, but still not, not the best. What really killed me on this bike though, was just the, um, it, uh, I, I was able to max it out really quick, really, really quick. Um, like when we were able to get on the highway, I mean, I had to like, I had that throttle all the way open and that yeah. would, and I, I barely got it going like 60 miles an hour. Um, but I, and I will throw in a disclaimer. These are demo bikes. We don't know what kind of abuse or what, what they've been through, um, beforehand. Um, the throttle was a little off. I did feel that like there was something wrong with the throttle, I think for sure. But even then, like even maxing it out and pulling through, it, it just, I mean, I was able to max out the tachometer too. Was it a, um, was it a ride by wire or did it have an actual cable? Like I a throttle cable. I think it was a ride by wire. I want, I have to double check. Okay. Um, so I but, guess it wouldn't have be the cable issue. Actually, no, no, it actually might be a cable one then. Um, okay. cause yeah, it, it was, was something loose or something, 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 was something wasn't that. with the bike. Like I had yeah. to like, I basically had to like, pop a wheelie on it almost just to get it going in first yeah, gear because okay. there was something wrong with the bike and again that's not that's not speaking any ill will toward the brand or the build quality of this you know um i think that was just uh, just how it went went that day for me yeah um so i so i did get kind of like a bad taste in my mouth over it um, from <laughs> that alone mostly just because of like yeah it was very slow um and yeah just even like i was full throttle tachometer all the way maxed out revving this thing to, you know, just to get it to a safe speed on the highway and um did not enjoy it <laughs> so <laughs> and but do you think for the cost oh yeah um like it's it's an okay bike no I, I i mean less than seven grand and you're getting like yeah you are getting like this they call it an adventure bike i wouldn't take it off-roading um or anything like that it's, it is more of like a, a sport tour street tour mm -hmm. but I mean, less than seven grand, you're getting panniers, you're getting ride modes, dual disc brakes, adjustable suspension, you know. Which is pretty good. Yeah, so it's, it is like a good, it does look good, and I, I would be willing to go and try it again, yeah. you know. Um, try a different one or different version of it to see if it if that was just like a just busted, a, just maybe it was just a busted bike. Yeah. You know, but okay. um, yeah, I, I really just walked away with that one and be like, that was not my favorite way to end a demo ride. <laughs> so notice so on here you have it saying it had squishy buttons. Mm. And I want to just uh, preface that. Like I noticed this on the, on the other bike, the one I did like too. like uh, the buttons didn't have any feel or feedback. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I felt that on the ones I 
I wrote yeah. as well. Um, it, it seemed more prominent on this one, the 650, than the other one. The other one, st- they were still soft, but like I was getting responses, mm-hmm. you know, okay. from them. So, um, so just little things I noticed like that. But you're again, you're not going to get, you're not buying a Porsche here. So, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Um, but it is like for seven grand, I think that's a great way for somebody to break into it with that, into that type of writing. Okay. Again, and again, I really can't stress this enough. It, it comes with panniers guys. <laughs> I mean, and that's a really good, those are, expensive. that's a really good benefit. Cause like average set of panniers will set you back at least like 500 Third. bucks minimum. Minimum. I mean, minimum. if you're looking at like hard casing, you're probably looking like more like a thousand, yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. It's especially on like a touring or adventure bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was my water. Do you want to talk about your next one or should I talk about one of mine? Um, I was, I was, I can just go through mine okay. here. The, the cool. one that I did, the first one I rode and I actually think in, like, from out of the ones I got to ride, um, and hearing from what you have to say about the ones you rode, I personally think that this next one is like their, um, it, it's what I would classify as their uh, flagship. Okay. Um, it was their 700 CLX sport. Um, yeah, so it's a 693cc uh, engine from there, and it, it's pretty peppy for you know for like a, a 700 bike. Yeah, um, very height friendly. So I'm six foot. I didn't really. F- I got on it. I didn't feel cramped necessarily. Um, it felt a little closer to like uh, the uh, street triple, just like by stance and okay. size for yeah. it from there. Maybe a little narrower. Um, but again, very height friendly for anybody. Um, dual disc Brembos, which come that's on, pretty nice. <laughs> come on, that yeah. is pretty so, nice. You're kidding me here, right? Like, those are yeah. that's pretty nice. Um, like I said, it was very responsive and it was very sporty. I had, I did have a lot of fun on that bike. Good. Um, I could just be in first gear, second gear, and I could just open that throttle and that bike would just go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun for that one. And again, and this one you're looking at uh, with the sport one, you're looking around seventy two hundred dollars, brand Which new, is still a pretty, pretty nice and accessible mm-hmm. price. Yeah, that's really not bad. And then still, like on top of your upside down adjustable suspension and your dual disc Brembo brakes, um, you know, you're also getting rider modes. It has like, a, like an urban mode and like a sport mode. Okay, I think the urban modes modes like more like rainish or like they're just standard from yeah. there. Sport mode was was pretty fun, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but same kind of things like the um, the buttons like they, they were more responsive than the other one, um, but and they, I was actually getting I could see that stuff was happening yeah the, and they just have a little LED screen and um, or is it LED right yeah is it, uh, I think it might have been TFT on those <laughs> no this one it, it just had the, the oh, it had like the old digital one like the little Casio watch yeah oh, okay yeah. cool um, but it's not a tachometer and a gear uh, indicator and your mileage and, or gas gas range and everything yeah. from there okay um, again cruise control auto turn signals which I didn't get that until I got my Triumph so yeah, was, yeah. and it's nice it's, it is know, a very nice like, feature to have yeah, especially <laughs> if you're and then you get used to it and then you get on get a on different bike yeah. and you're like, Oh shit, my blinker's <laughs> been on for the past like 10 miles. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so ride modes, cruise control, auto turn signals. This one I did have a lot of fun on. Um, you know, if we're going to talk like build quality versus packaging versus pricing and everything, like, mm-hmm. I mean, this would be a tough one to turn down, honestly. Um, when you're looking in like that price range for bikes, yeah. especially brand and new. And that's a really good intro, like price range if you want to, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like a bad bike. In fact, we, yeah, we have another picture, picture yeah. but here's your picture. And then here's the, uh, picture from the manufacturer mm-hmm. and it does look pretty good. I really like the look of it. Ooh, yeah. And, 
It's kind of it had that round headlight too. A really right? cool round uh, uh, um, LED headlight. Yeah, um, it was no. It, it's I, I think that was a really fun bike, and even the stock exhaust that sounded pretty good. Yeah, and I felt like uh, if I remember, if I remember right, I remember feeling like it had kind of like a modern cafe racer look to it. Yeah, especially yeah. With that round headlight. Um, which no, yeah, I agree. I thought I thought it looked pretty good. I didn't get a chance to ride it, mm-hmm. but I remember talking to you while we were on the ride, and you seemed to. I was really enjoy it. And yeah, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. That yeah. would be a really fun like little. How like, did inexpensive. the How did the ride feel on it? It was a little buzzy, you know. I'll okay. get, I will say that, especially at the higher speeds. But I mean, come on, you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. From there, um, but no, it was it was fun. I was able to just like gun through it and. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool be a little hooligan for a minute you know so it was <laughs> yeah. it was a good time you know i i did really actually enjoy that one so i would i would actually for someone looking into like this price range and say hey like i you know you got these brands and these brands and these kind of bikes but consider this one because you are getting like quite a bit of tech um, yeah and nothing like you're not getting like you know top of the line like uh crystal screen <laughs> whatever yeah. they call it like you know but uh, you are getting like some really cool stuff in there like to make the bike that makes the bike responsive and just really just gives you like some rider benefits okay so, yeah that's very good to hear and now i guess it's my turn right yep okay so i will also start with oh i don't know i i had a pretty decent experience on both my bikes so yeah. i can't really say one was worse worse than the other yeah uh but they were very different from one another because um, the first bike I rode was their Ibex 800T, which is their adventure style bike. Mm-hmm. So let me talk about that first. And I got a picture of it right here somewhere. You As go. you can see, it looks like a very run of the mill adventure bike. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even got the gold, the gold wheels, <laughs> the gold spoke you know? wheels, and yeah, a little tribute to not not an actual tribute, but you know, it kind of reminds me of a. Of a GS or an Africa Twin. I was gonna say it looks a lot like an Africa Twin, <laughs> yeah. um, just from that side profile with the yep. with those color on the wheels. Yep. <laughs> so. It reminded me a lot of that, but it looks better than it feels. And what I mean by that is uh, this bike felt very, you know, like very plasticky in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Not nec- it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's their most expensive bike. It starts at uh, ten thousand five hundred dollars, so ten and a half thousand dollars, but with that, you also get a lot of features. Right. <laughs> so it has got 94 horsepower, 56 pound-feet of torque. So it's a fairly um, peppy engine, mm-hmm. at least on paper. And I found out while I was doing research for this episode that the engine was actually used in the previous generation KTM 790. Mm. So it's it's got some pedigree there. Yeah. And I've never ridden a KTM, so I don't exactly know how that engine performs on the KTM. And if they did any kind of tuning or different like gearing. setup yeah. gearing and stuff for this specific bike, but one of the biggest things that stood out to me on the ride was that it feels like its power band falls off very quick once you once it like reaches its peak torque hmm. and peak horsepower. Like it gets up to speed just fine. It's a very linear acceleration, just kind of almost feels like it's a straight line. Yeah. Uh, but once it gets up to that, to those high revs, and you want to give it more, it just feels like it's kind of like, boom. just hmm. uh, it just feels like it's almost like it doesn't want to give more, yeah. even though it feels like it probably can. Yeah. Um, Do you and think it just doesn't want to rev up like any higher? At least that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Do you think that Mike could also been the same boat with like the other bike I tried, and maybe there's something it was a demo bike, maybe it was just a little overused or. Mm. 
something? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Because I didn't max out the throttle or anything. It had enough power to get up to highway speeds. Yeah. Uh, and it had more to give. But it just feels like it doesn't drop off in the sense that uh, it doesn't feel like it's a mechanical mm-hmm. issue or failure. Okay. I just feel like it's not tuned to like keep going. I it's see. just tuned to like very much drop at those higher RPMs. It's, okay. It feels like it wants to give more. Yeah. But it just like it, it just there. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe maybe it's there's some kind of governor on it or something like that. But to me, that's kind of how it felt like. And hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of. It was kind of unexpected because okay. I kept expecting it to wanting to accelerate more and more. Yeah. And the best way I can describe it is kind of, um, you know, when you get that throttle fully open, it kind of pulls pulls you back, pulls the bike back, and you're like trying to hold on. Yeah. And then you reach your peak or you shift gears and it kind of goes back. Yeah. Well, it goes, it goes, and you keep expecting it to like keep pulling, but then it just kind of stops. Hmm. It just kind of stops pulling. So, Interesting. It just feels like the power just drops off. I don't think it actually does, but it just feels yeah. feels that way. And it did feel a little bit buzzy, especially at higher speeds. Um, but not nothing too distracting. Nothing crazy. Um, unless you look at the mirrors. Those things were blurry and I could not see anything. Oh, I do of, remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that remind. I totally forgot about this. On like the Aventura, um, one of the mirrors actually came loose. So I couldn't I didn't have a left rear view mirror. Like it was just it was just hanging down. Really? Huh. I was like, oh crap. Okay. That but that was at speed. So yeah. it, was, it was a wind resistance that had knocked it loose. And again, like yeah. demo bike, we know. Like, yeah, maybe that, someone was fiddling with it. That's I don't I don't think that's indicative of like the bike itself. Yeah. Um, that but, makes sense. Yeah. But I do remember like on the other one, the mirrors were a little buzzy, so it would be something that you'd look in probably want to look into to like get some better mirrors. Yeah, some aftermarket so, ones maybe. Yeah. Um and then, uh, but what I really liked about this this bike is for that ten and a half thousand dollars, you're getting pretty much all the tech features that you'd see on like a fifteen twenty thousand dollar like European adventure bike or even a Japanese adventure bike. Like this thing had stuff on it that my Triumph doesn't have on it. Or that if you did for, have, it, you'd be paying thousands of dollars. For yeah, it. yeah. For you know, f- essentially five five six thousand dollars less. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm gonna go just quickly go through the list of all the features so one it had the spoked wheels on this one which mm-hmm. is nice i can't remember if they were tubeless or not but i'm pretty sure they probably are for probably. this kind of bike i would imagine so yeah yeah um but it had lots of tech features uh it had riding modes it had uh rain and sport i don't remember if it had off-road which i was kind of surprised about because it's that kind of bike it is like an adventure bike but i don't remember it having an off-road mode um but it did have riding modes, mm-hmm. sport, rain, street. It had Bluetooth connectivity built in. You can connect it to their CF Moto app that you can get on your phone. It had a nice TFT. It had cruise control. It had um, you know traction control, AB, corner ABS. Yeah. All of those features that you're kind of used to seeing on a much higher end bike. Um, this thing's less than 12 grand. <laughs> but if this thing's less than 12 grand it also had a very nice tft layout i actually really like the tft and it's huge it was a seven inch tft wow. which is like the same as my triumph hmm. and it actually i actually felt like it made better use of the space that i had on the tft than the triumph did yeah because you've heard me complain about it before that i feel like there's a lot of empty space and i feel like they could have maybe done a little bit they more, work more yeah. Onto it. yeah triumph could have done a little bit more with their tfts um on that it had heated grips it had a heated oh, yeah, seat. That's right. Oh my! Like, I forgot about that right? part. Yeah. Like 
it had cruise control like it has all of these features that you would see in like a twenty thousand dollar bike it's, yeah on something that costs ten thousand dollars which is incredible and i think if you it had fully adjustable suspension mm-hmm. front and back and i think this is and um Sorry, I've got to keep going over the features here. <laughs> uh, it had luggage racks already pre-installed. You just it didn't come with the panniers, mm-hmm. but it had the space for them already there. Um, so it just came with like so many of these these different features that actually makes it a really, really good like package for the price. Um, because all of these features, I mean, they're very convenient to have on an adventure bike. Right. Yeah. They're super convenient. And which I commend them for that. That is a really nice. Uh, that is a really nice set of features to put on a bike like that. Yeah, and I um I I think it looks cool too. Like I, I really like that front end with it. It has like the mm-hmm. twin lights and like and where yeah. it comes like with the crash bars. It looks very like yeah. Oh, and that's that's the other thing I forgot yeah. to mention. It does come with a crash bar, uh, some engine guards, some tank skid, guards, skid plate. Skid plate. Right? Yeah. Even comes with a quick shifter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. comes nice. with a quick shifter. My bike doesn't even have a quick shifter. Your <laughs> bike doesn't have a quick shifter, and it's more expensive than these ones, than yeah. this one. Um, it had a USB port right up front, which Ooh. I feel like most manufacturers should That's do at nice. this point. Yeah. Uh, like right up front so you can plug in your phone or whatever else you That's need. That's really nice. Yeah. So overall, just very nice package, but yeah. not all good things. But yeah, there are so some you, compromises. Yeah. So you, so you said it was the it was the power was the, the issue, right? Yeah. Then, so the power band just felt like, uh, like I said, one it felt very linear. There wasn't really much, like I wouldn't say it was like the funnest bike to ride. Okay. Um, maybe I, I mean I'm probably spoiled, you know, riding my Tiger and stuff, and which, that T plane crank, is which, is nice phenom- <laughs> which is phenomenal, which is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> that, but it just felt like pretty linear and stuff, which I think for if you're a newer rider. Or just someone that uh, wants like a bike that just is very predictable and just mm-hmm. does what it's supposed to. I think that's a very that that can be a very good thing. Yeah, and because I, and like, you know where it's gonna end up. Yeah, and I feel like for like you know I've had a friend who says like oh I'd love to get into motorcycles but a cost and b like like I'd want a bike that could do everything that what you guys have you know and yeah well, here you go man less like less than less eleven th- grand even yep. <laughs> like there is um, that option you know it's like um. I wouldn't even I wouldn't say a, a, a compromise is the right word because you're getting a lot. Of you're bike, getting a lot, a lot of bike, um, with like a with a well known engine. You yep. know? Um And so like, I I would say I, w- I really don't want to say compromise, but it's like like it's I would say you're not getting like oh, I can't think of the word for it. <laughs> you're you're getting a good package. You're getting like. a really good package. Am, I don't know if it's the most fun package, but it's a very good package. And consider our height and weight. Yeah, I mean, like maybe there's somebody a little shorter or doesn't weigh as much as we do. I don't know if I would say for shorter people. Oh, it's pretty be the best. It's a pretty tall yeah. bike. Maybe someone who weighs less than us. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's not super light either. It's 509 pounds. Okay, uh, which is a little bit heavier than my Tiger. Yeah, um, it has more power than my Tiger, but like I said, that power didn't feel like hmm. like it just feels like it just feels like it has more, but it doesn't want to give more. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if to try them again, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if it's just tuned weird or if something, or what's affecting it. But like I said, it just feels like you know, if you if you have a graph, here's like your power band, and it's just going up, 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 and then it just yeah. kind of like it just 
it just kind of stops. It's yeah. like, no, nah, I'm good. That's that's all I got. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, let's let's really push this thing. Let's redline it all the way and yeah. feel it like <laughs> want to take off from you. It didn't yeah. it didn't have that quite a feeling. Um, and then my other big thing on it is I felt the brakes were very inconsistent and squishy. It did not have Brembos. Oh, okay. It had uh, Juan something. Some not Brembos. Not Brembos. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, Brembos are great, but also like other brands of brakes. I mean, oh, there's they, plenty they of fun. different yeah, options and yeah. stuff. Um, but it just felt like very squishy and very hmm. inconsistent, especially okay. the rear brake. I don't even know if it was putting in like any effort maybe like 10 percent <laughs> of the effort definitely the front brake is where it's at but even that even the front brake just felt like i don't know it just it just didn't feel like it had a lot of bite to it. you really gotcha. had to like push it or clamp it down to get it to stop especially at higher speeds yeah and it didn't feel like it was a very linear uh progression on the brake it felt like you're squishing you're squishing you can feel it slowing down and you expect it to keep slowing down more but then it was just kind of like Nope, it's not there yet. It's not there. Okay, now it's stopping faster. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe like like you said, maybe it was part of being a demo bike. Maybe it just got yeah. Little... And, like, and I don't want to like let that be like an all out excuse for everything that we've, we've yeah. noticed, you know. But I mean, like at the same time, these these bikes are going like all over the country. Yeah. So there was probably that. So I like, noticed on keep... that one of the ibex too. Someone had dropped it. <laughs> the, oh really? The crash bars were all scratched up. Oh, and, I didn't uh, notice that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's that's kind of like what I felt about the the braking on it. It just felt a little bit inconsistent. Mm. Uh, biggest thing is like the seat on it was not comfortable at all. Oh. It feels it feels good to the touch if you like poke it with your finger, but if you were to actually sit on it. I don't feel like it really spreads the weight that well. I yeah. was feeling like I was getting a sore ass on it just riding around the neighborhood. I'm just like, okay, they need a little bit more cushioning or make it feel like less foamy. I did. I did. Um, I don't think I mentioned that. Yeah, because it was the same thing for the 700 uh, CLX. Mm. Um, I don't know if I remember the seat on the 650. It doesn't. Nothing like stands out in my memory from okay. that. There was so much going on with that bike. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so the seat was very uncomfortable. I did okay. not like it. If you got this bike, I don't know, maybe maybe you're lighter or maybe your ass shape is different, so maybe you'll be okay. But it did not it was not for me. Mm. Um and then this is my gripe from pretty much in anything that's uh techie on motorcycles, cars or anything, is that you had to dig through menus to turn on a lot of the features. I see. Um I think cruise control had its own button, which is great. But if you want to turn on heated grips, you got to like go to the menu. You got to like yeah. hold the button down to go into the menu. You have to scroll down, turn it on, click it on. That is, see, that's it was, so weird. It had about like two or three button clicks before you can actually turn on some of those features, which I hate. I absolutely hate. I think if you're going to have a feature like that, you need to have a button right up front to turn it on. Like yeah. our Triumphs, heated grips. Got a button right there. Yeah, mine's got a heated seat button, even though I don't have a heated seat, but it's got one there because the pro it's, has it. It's just best to keep things simple. It it really is, and not only uh, because it like lowers the number of clicks you have to do. Yeah. But if you're riding <clears throat> along at higher speeds, you know you want to be paying attention to the road. You don't want to be digging through menus trying to figure out how to turn on your heated grips. Yeah. Or a heated seat because. Um, because you want to be paying attention to the road, yeah. And digging through menus on the motorcycle just does not find, does not sound very appealing to me. No, and I um, and you know, 
when you mentioned that, that was the weirdest thing to me too. Cause I was thinking at the same time, like, it's like, okay, like, okay, maybe for whatever reason you want your controls to be on the screen. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to, especially when you're writing, you shouldn't have to be digging through menus. Exactly. Um, and- like at the very least, if you wanted it to be a part of your screen, just have it like have an icon on the main screen, just where you can just move one of the arrows over. So yeah. it highlights it and you hit okay. Exactly. This, you know, and when you go into the menu, it wasn't even the first like option that popped up yeah. it's like oh here's the features you can turn off and on real quick you have to actually like go into the menu it pops into the writing modes first and you have to like back yeah go back scroll down and then click over and then click okay and that's way too many steps to turn so it's on like your only safe grips. option is to get off the road and stop and i then- mean not necessarily but yeah it does it does lower like it does distract you from paying well, yeah, attention you know, to you the road want- even for a minute i mean yeah like, I-, I wouldn't want anybody like having to fiddle like with their no especially if you're unfamiliar with it mm-hmm. like it it's just not it's just not a good thing i don't think it's good at all to to have features like that um yeah. and the other thing was and these kind of like all convenience features it did have an adjustable windscreen but it was a oh, pain yeah. in the ass to adjust because to. <laughs> i'm going to try to describe this to our listeners the best i can but if you're watching this on youtube you can see me fiddle with my hands so in order to do it there's two big knobs mm-hmm. on each side of the windscreen you have to loosen them up both manually of them. both of them and then you can move it up and down and, re- and then yeah. tighten them back up so it doesn't move remember the guy showing us that it took a while and even <laughs> he t- he was struggling a little bit which i find really annoying because one you can't adjust it on the go mm-hmm. you have to stop adjust it and then get going and then you're like ah oh, crap i got it too low i got it too, too high yeah i gotta stop again adjust it or i like loosen one side loosen one side but then you're taking your hands off the bar and once again and you're distracted from the ride yep, yeah exactly and it was just and they were very tight they were not very good knobs yeah and it just did not feel like i'm just like okay come on there's got to be an easier way to do this um triumph on their tigers does it great yep. you just literally push it in move it up and down like let go and it clamps back into place uh, or you can go balls out like bmw and just have oh, a electric one <laughs> and just have a move up and down i don't remember how the 1200 tiger 1200 had it i don't remember i think it was still a i think it was one. yeah yeah um but that's a much way much easier feature and i feel like triumphs uh or at least on my tiger it's even less complicated because it's just held on by two screws yeah with springs on them that you just clamp it yeah. down <laughs> i feel like i'll I'll just should have that. If you're not going to have an electronic one, you might as well just have one that you can adjust with one hand. Yeah. It because otherwise be a, it just seems like, yeah, it's so much effort. Yeah. That, that's, I, I didn't see that when the guys explained, I was kind of, I was keeping my mouth shut. I was kind of like, that's, that, that's fucking stupid. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But overall, pretty good bike. Yeah. I would say it's a pretty good bike mainly because of all the features that you get for that, for that price. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then the other bike I rode is their 450 SS, which I got a picture of right here. Yep, that's and the one that David got. Okay, yeah. awesome. David, this is your bike, and I'm going <laughs> to say some things about it. So <laughs> hopefully that doesn't make you upset. It's, it was a fine bike. It was a sports bike, and I'm not a sports bike rider, but I was yeah. very curious to try it out because I didn't really have that many opportunities to try really aggressive, fully fared sports bikes um, in my riding. yeah career in my since i started writing <laughs> yeah uh, i've sat on a few but never really ridden one so i was like hey you know what i kind of want to give this a try and so i can't really like compare it to anything else mm-hmm. other than maybe um 
I don't even know. I don't think I ever rode a naked bike that really yeah, I've... compares to that. You rode a street, street triple once. Yeah, yeah, that, the yeah. older one. Um, but even that one, I didn't sit on this 450 SS. Yeah. But I was very like, it did look pretty aggressive. <clears throat> it was pretty a, aggressive. It was a very tucked in, yeah, like legs bent. It was a sport uh, bike. Sport bike. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, oh, this is not the most. This is not the most comfortable position for me. I'm six foot one, so it's a little. It did feel a little bit cramped. Yeah, uh, sitting on it, but. Overall, Wait, you're I think a sport bike felt cramped coming from an adventure bike. <laughs> <laughs> I know, crazy, right? Uh, but it was. Uh, I, I did enjoy riding that bike. I did max like max out the throttle on it as well. It does have a um, 450 cc engine, 50 horsepower, 29 pound feet of torque. So yeah. fairly it's a low. small displacement bike. Yeah, it's a yeah. small displacement bike, but it still had a pretty good bit of pep to it, yeah. and it picked up speed pretty well. But it. Also had kind of like that very linear acceleration that mm. uh, the Ibex has. And I wonder if it's just going to be the case across all these, all these bikes, maybe. Uh, but it did have Brembo brakes. It did have a TFT with um, riding modes. Mm. It had like sport and then street. I think those are the two. Um, and yeah, it, uh, and I have it here once again. It did not have a mode button, and that was the case for the Ibex as well. Okay. You had to dig through menus to mm. turn on the mode. See, that's interesting because it's like the 700, like it had a switch for the mode, like on the handlebar. Um, hmm. You know, so it was like it was very like streamlined for that that's, one. So, and see, I wonder if they did that because you said that one didn't have a TFT, mm-hmm. so maybe it couldn't really have like an extended menu selection. Yeah, like a TFT could. So they've maybe figured like oh you know they can just turn it on yeah. before they ride but sometimes it's nice to be able to switch those things on mm-hmm. the fly because road conditions might change maybe you just kind of want to relax a little bit and not have the bike like jerk as much or have as much uh as aggressive acceleration and things like that and digging through menus is just a pain in the ass yeah. to do <laughs> always uh but between the two bikes i will say like what i really like between both of them is their tft um, except for the digging through menus, the layout on it was really good. There was some very uh, cool things where you can see a lot of information. They looked pretty clean. Yeah, they so. looked very clean. You could see like your like oil or service life, like uh, time to next oil change. I think it. I think one of them had like even a, like a lap or track timer. Mm. Like that was on the 450 and stuff. So it was a pretty extensive like feature set on the TFT. Yeah, it's just annoying that you had to dig to access some of the some of the things you should have access to on the fly. Yeah, no, there. for sure. So, yeah, I, um, I wanted to try the 450 SS, so we didn't have time. Yeah. Um, you snagged it before I could get on it, <laughs> but, uh, no, but for a small displacement bike, you know, 450, that, I think that, that would be like a really fun around town bike, you know, mm-hmm. probably a really good first bike for, uh, you know, if, if a sport for someone who wants to get like a sport bike. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, I don't know what they're what they're like compared to a uh, like a Ninja or um, the R threes or something. So I think I don't, I don't even I don't know anything about sport bike displacement and stuff. So yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm I, not. I don't know if how that would compare to like the R three or a or a Ninja four hundred or. Yeah, and I think that's a kind of a good segue to talk about like you know the competition and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, yes, these bikes are cheap. Yes, these bikes have a lot of features for their price, but also. Uh, there's other options there. You, and 
a lot of them you'll see probably come from those Japanese manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You got Honda, you got Kawasaki, you got Suzuki. Well, they just have like that name behind them. Yeah, they yeah. do have that name. They do have that pedigree behind them for known like reliability, parts accessibility, dealer accessibility, which mm-hmm. I think is very nice to have if you're a new rider. Yeah. Uh, and you need to get service done. You need to get a part. You need to do something to your bike to be able to like pop in. I mean, there's a Honda. There's like five Honda dealers around here. Yeah, you can pop into. Um, which I think is very nice to have, um, to have. Plus you kind of get that brand reputation. Like a Honda, we know they're reliable. Mm -hmm. We know that they will, you, 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 you'll forget to change oil on them. They'll run no problem. Honda just makes reliable stuff. Kawasaki, (laughs) Suzuki, they all make really reliable things. So does Yamaha. Japanese manufacturers are really good at what they do. Yeah. They figured that Uh, out. (laughs) I mean, like my first bike is the CB500X, and that thing costs um, as much as that 650 Adventura, just pretty much. Yeah, but that had more features than my CB. The mm-hmm. CB was a very basic bike. Yeah, and I like, think super like, basic bike overall. They like in terms of like their features or anything, that'd be pretty comparable for like what they could yeah. do. Um, the CF Moto, I, I think, would would have been a little bit heavier. Yeah, um, a little bit more fairing to it as well. Um, but yeah, like I said before, I would honestly be okay to like try that one again to see if it was like just that, just that specific that, bike. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Um, and because I was just gonna say too, like I, I I'm actually really glad that like there's something new in the U.S. market. Oh yeah, I, I don't too. like it, it. Almost feels like for affordable or more approachable bikes, um, like things have been kind of stagnated. Yeah, like we got like the Triumph like Trident in kind of late. Or, we totally forgot Triumph just announced new bikes. Oh, that's right. We yeah. <laughs> uh, since we like we're talking about bikes already, right. we skipped our news segment. But we'll, let's backtrack we'll, to that towards yeah. the end of the episode. So we're just keeping you guys on your toes. Yep. Make sure you're paying we'll attention. We'll talk more about it next time. Yeah. Though. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I I do think it, it's good that CF Moto is like has come to the U.S. because they're they're not a new brand. They've been around. They're yeah. just new to the U.S. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see like how they're gonna do here. I I think those features like like yeah okay you're not getting like the the name or like the um, you know, people, recognition. I think it doesn't matter what you have. If you have Honda, anything, your lawnmower, your leaf blower, you know, yeah. um, whatever it is, it's like, it's like that thing's just going to run with or without oil. Yeah. You know, um, um, it's not good for it, but like, so. <laughs> and honestly, that's just, that's just the case. Even like we have European bikes, British mm-hmm. bikes. Um, and even they don't come close to being as reliable as any of the Hondas probably. Yeah. So, like, and that's just a fact. We just accept <laughs> it because I mean, they're still good. Triumphs yeah. are still very reliable bikes. A lot of bikes are pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, but those Japanese bikes, they're just they're just a little extra. Yeah. Especially the Hondas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like um but no, I, I think like if you're weighing benefits and if people like if riders do like want some of those creature comforts, um yeah. you can get them uh, without breaking the bank. Oh for yeah. A bike. Which I think is fantastic. And that's kind of what I wrote here in my little like overall impressions is that uh, basically that I think that I'm glad to see these cheaper options on the market because mm-hmm. uh, hope I'm hoping that having these kinds of options, having cheaper motorcycles available, gets more people interested uh, in riding and allows them to buy, to buy a bike, uh, even yeah. if it's their first bike. And you don't want your first bike to be crazy expensive. It's yeah. okay to get a cheaper one because chances are you might drop it, you might do something to it, you're learning, and then once you figure out like, 
oh, hey, you know, I kind of need something more. Then you realize, like, I want a new bike. Yeah. But I think it's great that there is um, something that's bring that p- could potentially bring more riders onto the road, which is always a good thing. Everyone should ride a motorcycle. They're fantastic. Um, and they have a lot of, um, yeah, and they have a lot of features for the price. But like I said, um, this price does have some compromises. And I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me is I'm a very pokey and touchy person when it comes to like cars, bikes, and anything like that. Yeah, You can kind of feel like a little bit of a cheaper quality, um, very plasticky bits. A lot of places I remember poking like the headlight and it feels like it was a little bit lower grade, like maybe a little, a little squishier, yeah. <laughs> little squishier plastic and stuff. And I just think those are some of the cost cutting measures. The Ibex was very plastic. I don't even remember. Like, I, I think the tank might be metal deep inside somewhere, but yeah. it was not metal on the outside. And, uh, I just had like a lot of the fairings and things like that. And then I was just very, um, yeah, it just, it just felt kind of cheap ish yeah. with the, the fit and finish. And same goes with the, uh, 450 SS. It had this like kind of fake plastic carbon fiber cover. And I remember like dragging my like hand or just nail across on an accident it actually left like a little bit of a scratch. Oh yeah. On it. And little, I was just like, Oh, that's, a bit that's not good. I feel like <clears> I could like, if I put enough pressure with my nail on it, we're actually like left leave an indent in the thing. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This this something could be like could be worked on a little bit here. Right. Yeah. No, I no, I agree, and that's why I says I'm 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 hoping that they can like do well over here, and like and you know maybe there's they'll learn some lessons like what U.S. consumers for bikes are like more yeah. used to. I don't know. I don't know like if what would be different here versus yeah. there. And but like I said, I, I, that was just a thought I had. It's like honestly, like it's just, I'm just glad you guys are mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. So and <laughs> and uh, if the lower price helps bring more riders on the road, that's that's very good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's and that fit and finish. The reason I bring it up is because with similarly priced like Japanese bikes, like even my Honda, my first bike that I had, I it felt like it had like. Like, it was tightened down a little bit more. Like, the fairings felt, like, a little bit tighter. The headlight felt like it was more solidly, like, put in there. Just, like, little touches like that just felt better. But it didn't have as many features as these ones. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I I don't have anything else really to say because I'm pretty much agreeing with you on that one, you know. So, they're... Good. um, Better agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) So, but no, I'm... Again, I, I... David, I'm curious to hear what you what you think of your bike. Um, congratulations, by the way. Yep. So it's always fun Very to get good. a motorcycle, especially a new one. <laughs> so um, I hope you're safe and that you're having fun. Yeah, and let please do let us know uh, what you think of it. Yeah, and you also heard what we've had to say about them. So you sh- I would say anybody should just go out and try them. Give, yeah. give this give this brand a try. And look, if you had a better experience on them, or if you have a CF model and you love it, feel free to call us out. We don't know. We just barely tried them out, and you—if you tell us that, um, hey, you know, I've had this bike for uh, X amount of time, and I really love it. Yeah, let us know. Let us know what you love about it. Let us know like how you made it fit better to your, um, to kind of your your riding style, your standard. Because each one of us has different preferences, different kinds of uh, things we look for in a motorcycle. Yeah. Um. And right before we finish, let's talk about the new the new triumphs real quick. Yeah, so, segue. <laughs> yeah, segue. So 
if you've been listening to this since day one, uh, which thank you, mm-hmm. by the way, feel free to leave us uh, some feedback and some reviews of, on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to. That it, would be awesome. That's really cool. Um, but you would know you know that uh, we ride triumphs. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. No. What do you got? Oh, yeah. There? That's you right. Got a triumph yeah. hat. Yeah. <laughs> so we ride triumphs. We love our triumphs. And Triumph just announced a pair of new entry level motorcycles. So you got the Speed 400 and the Scrambler 400. Speedo is really going at us. I know. Yeah. He's just he's just vibing. And um, the Scrambler 400X. Uh, do you want to talk about the Scrambler real yeah. quick? Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, 400X. Um, it's. We don't really have prices or anything yet, but you know we're looking at like a, th- a three, yeah, three ninety eight cc engine, um, and I think let's see the max. Let's see what we got here. So max power, we're looking at a thirty nine point five horsepower at eight thousand RPM, and then about twenty seven point seven foot pounds of torque. Um, uh, liquid cooled, all that fun stuff. Um, and it is a six speed, which you know, like we're we were talking about that on like the the street twin, street twin. Mm-hmm. You know, it had the five gears, so these are coming with yeah. six gears. Um, the scrambler is going to be a little bit taller than the speed four hundred. Yep. Um, it still has cast wheels, um, so it is going to be more just like that scrambler aesthetic. Yeah, I um, can see. I mean, it does sit a little bit higher, so I feel like it yeah. could have potential. Yeah, it's got like, some clearance. Off-road light. Yeah. Like, hit some fire roads, maybe, but nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing wild. And, I mean, you got, jumps like... jumps on it. Yeah, and, you're, and, you know, you got your... Uh, the exhaust is still, like, pointed back up like an adventure bike yeah. should, you know, from there. And it is a single-cylinder engine, which yeah. is a, kind of a first... Or not, I don't know if it's the first for trying, but among their modern bikes, it's, it's the only it's one. New, it's something different. Yeah, it's something at. different. You know, and it's... Um, What's really cool about it, it's a single cylinder, but they've like kind of dressed it up to look like a classic Bonneville engine. You it does, know? It does so. look like a classic Bonneville engine, and we don't really have a yeah. picture. But it's not—they're not Bonnevilles. They—they're nope. just dressed to look like it. They're its there. own line, and they're part partnering with a uh, who is it? Indian company called I think it's like Bahia or something oh, like yeah. that. B A G I A. Uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to double check on that. But um, yeah, they are an Indian manufacturer. They kind of work with other manufacturers to build bikes and also like engines. And this is kind of like, basically it's triumphs entry into this very, uh, by that's what it is. So by B A G A G or B A J A J. (laughs) So yeah, however you say that. (laughs) And, um, uh, it says on Cycle World here that they also make some engines for KTM and a few other uh, manufacturers. So it's it's an it's an Indian manufacturer, yeah. and that's that's where they're having and, to build these bikes. Which and these is are totally coming fine. from the U.S., right? They, um, do we know? I don't think they've officially officially announced it, but Triumph America did share them and stuff, which I feel like is kind of a safe bet. Okay, but they will probably come to the U.S. And these are meant to compete with like the KTM 390, mm-hmm. the BMW 310. Those very lower and the rentry level bikes and i feel like some of those might even compete with like the royal enfields they oh don't yeah have quite that like similar classic look that the enfields have but i can definitely see them like kind of pulling yeah. from their market a little bit yeah like you can see it, it looks like a bonneville engine with a scrambler like if you know if, again if you've been listening you know i like my scramblers yeah. <laughs> so they're um and i just think like with that lighter displacement and um 
just like all around smaller bike, it might be a little bit more fun off road if say if you were to like swap out for some spoked wheels on there. Yeah. Um and it's light. And it, yeah, they're really light. Like what, what was their wet weight? I think I saw it on here. I think that one's like close to like four hundred ish. Something like it really yeah. wasn't um it was not a lot. Yeah. Um oh I found it right here. Wet weight, yeah, th- uh, three hundred and ninety five pounds. Excellent. Light. So And I believe that they uh what I think is great is they um they actually have like traction control yeah and abs and a lot of those things stock which mm-hmm. is really nice uh for that price point and especially like the traction control helps include improve safety and also there's a really cool picture for those that are watching here it is on my ipad <laughs> yeah there we go it's actually their dashboard which i think jeez Oh my god. Oh, come on. So sorry. We almost made it an entire episode Audience. without bonking a mic. <laughs> uh like look at this. But yeah, that's that, a that's... cool little setup. It's like yeah. a mix of analog and digital put together. It's look at that Casio watch screen on it. But I like that setup. That's LCD, a nice that's looking, what it is. LCD, yeah. yeah. It it but that's uh, that's a that's a good looking layout. No, I like it. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of like that uh like modern retro uh mix between yeah. the two. Uh so you talked about the uh, I would say really quick too. I, I still like that. That's not a bad dash, but I would still think these bikes would just be immensely improved with like those iconic twin analogs with a little LCD in the middle, like they do on the Bonnevilles. <laughs> oh yeah, that would that would look good. That's probably the best setup that Triumph has on those classic mm-hmm. classic bikes. They just look good. Yeah. Um. No, I'm um. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying these out when they get them here in the states. Because, I, I want to find out more about them. Yeah, I want to kind of because I think they just look they just look very good for for like the price and hopefully if going off the competition um, the KTM three ninety the BMW three ten they cost uh, less than six grand brand oh, new. Okay. So if these match that, so once we get some pricing info, yeah, yeah. So forget what we said about CF Moto. Buy these because they're trying. <laughs> I'm not no, I'm just, on, kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just um, kidding. But yeah, these are. I mean, they they look like great little bikes. They got show us uh, uh, show us style suspension. Not I don't know if it's yeah. Oh, show um, necessarily. Actually, too, there was also the the service interval is still ten thousand miles, which is fantastic. And I <laughs> don't know why mine is only six thousand miles. It pisses me off. <laughs> like I'm on a I have an adventure bike. These should have the highest. Yeah uh but service intervals <laughs> yeah but overall i mean between the scrambler x and like the speed 400 mm-hmm. i mean these just like look like uh I, again i hope they're they gonna be like triumphs. Th- yeah yeah they look like triumphs you know like you can get into like a classic looking bike um for hope what we hope will be um a, a low price yeah um the speed 400 also has uh preload adjustable suspension oh that's nice in the back hmm. uh the front doesn't say if it's adjustable or not. I think at that price price point, it might not be. Yeah. Maybe the Scrambler might, just because it's off road. The Scrambler also has switchable ABS, which yes. I think is very cool yeah. for off road riding. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I guess we can. We'll just have to keep you guys uh, in the loop as we find out. Yeah. Um, as we got more information on this, and uh, I guess we'll find out more in the fall. They're coming out in January of next yeah, year. Yeah, Q one of twenty twenty four. So okay, yeah. Anywhere from so, January to like March. March. Yeah, somewhere we'll, in we'll there. We'll find. We'll. Hopefully we'll get a chance to ride them. Yeah, I have preload um, adjustment on the rear too. Oh, on the and I think scrambler. their engines are basically the, the exact same. Yeah, it's just the styling. The scrambler basically has uh, a bit different suspension. It sits higher. It's got a skid plate on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
higher exhaust uh, setup, higher exhaust yeah. it can toggle the abs on and off um while the speed 400 is more of your run-of-the-mill uh, street bike yeah so uh, i'm looking forward to really seeing how like trying these out and seeing how who knows man maybe that feel. uh maybe that scrambler 400 will be a an actual usable like dual sport hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah, and, look, cheap, and look in the part yeah if it's cheap enough why not <laughs> i can have two scramblers <laughs> <laughs> that look very much the same <laughs> it's like oh my, um, my scrambler had a baby so <laughs> and i think that's pretty much all we had to say today i think so yeah i will wrap up by saying this uh we went on the ride a couple weeks ago and i hit a sheep oh you should put I, that on the instagram i should put that on my Insta- on the instagram um <laughs> i did not go down I did not even get any sheep bits on me. Uh, the bike stayed up. I'm fine. The bike's fine. I don't know if the sheep is fine because I, it basically ran into my boot. Yeah. And I kicked the shit out of its head going at like 45, 50 miles an hour. And oh, man. It might have brain damage at I this think, point. I think for our next episode, I'll tell them my experience, like my, my view of it, because that was hilarious. So. Uh, so this is the takeaway from this episode. Uh, buy motorcycles. Try motorcycles before you buy them because you never know how they feel. And second, pay attention to the goddamn road because a sheep might decide to run across it while you're looking at another sheep uh, for just one second. <laughs> to be fair, the other sheep was a cute baby sheep. I know, a it was lamb. a baby sheep with yeah. a mama. Like, how yeah. could you not look at that? It's the other one that had to be an asshole and run across <laughs> the road and get kicked. I don't know. I don't think we'll open. We'll open the next episode. I'll I'll tell them my my perspective because that was. <laughs> we'll just do like a straight up cold open, not yeah. even an intro. Just like remember that one time you hit a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, like I said, feel free to send us emails, leave mm-hmm. comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Give us some feedback. Uh, if you hate us, let us know. Uh, if you if oh. we're getting haters, I think they were that's success. That's success right there in my yeah. book. Um, I know you said you couldn't find. We had a new uh, comment um, on the YouTube. Um, I found the email for it, but yeah, um, yeah, it looks like it didn't go up. But no, Ryan, we do we do like your feedback, you know, and uh, the oh, discussion for that. it. Um, basically, I, I, I I'm just gonna read it because it was out there. I, I don't know why it's not showing up. I wonder if he deleted it. Yeah. But, you know, but that's okay either way. But he says, like, I'm this? not sold on electric bikes, although within the oh, next. Yeah, yeah. Within the next five years, I'll probably get one strictly for city commuting. But I think you guys are a little bit off for what the current tech can do. Zero's top end bikes boast a 187 mile range, which would easily get you that 100 miles uh, you were talking about, even even with hills. So yeah, I think okay, no, I, I, I think I think that's that's fair feedback. I think I think we we incorrectly quoted like 150 or something like that. Oh, maybe. But again, I, I think more for our, us on our point to that would be like you just don't know like with the weather like what's going to affect the battery but no he's he's got some good points especially for city commuting yeah there's no very yeah that's a very fair point but anyway Uh, thanks thank you for your comment and and, uh yeah sometimes we try to fact check ourselves and make sure we're uh we have all the right stuff but you know sometimes we do yeah we do make a little mistake here and there no correct us if we're wrong yeah yeah, definitely correct us call (laughs) us out on our bullshit if you feel like you need to that's totally fine um yeah but I do agree there time. with Ryan that yeah. uh, electric bikes, amazing for city riding. Yeah, and, rides yeah. Here and, there. and by no means are they are they shortcoming for anything. No, you know it's just like you know we're just getting more into like oh we like the combustion, the revs, and all that yeah. and stuff. But no, it was no, I I really like getting the feedback whether they agree oh, disagree. Absolutely, I don't. You can you can hurt my feelings. So, you hurt know. my feelings too. <laughs> so. I live for it. 
That's that, that way we know that way we're feeling something, so we know yep. we're alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> so just kidding anyways guys, no. all right thank you guys so much for listening shoot us an email follow us on social media um and ride safe yeah